Welcome to another installment of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague and mentor, Tim Conley. What's up, Izzy? How you doing, Tim? Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about ways to drive traffic to your website. And one of the reasons why we're doing this is because this is a question that keeps coming up over and over in the comments. We're getting emails about this, and, and it's, a, it's a viable question. It's the big, that's the big challenge everybody wants to know the answer to. How do you get traffic to your website? Are we doing this prematurely, though, Tim? Or I mean, because on the one hand, you have to build something first before you can get people there. So, well, I, yeah, I've heard that argument by other people in the internet marketing world where you don't need certain information. You spend your time getting other uh, bits of information before you're even ready for them. But in this particular case with traffic, people need to feel comfortable that they're actually going to be able to become a success at what they're doing. And and knowing that they're going they they have the ideas necessary to generate traffic, I think that's that gives them the confidence to move forward. That's why I, I don't think we're too premature. Okay. So in other words, yeah, even if they have nothing now at this point built, it's still valuable to them to have ideas on how to build traffic. It's just the only thing I worry about is that we don't want to, you know, I don't scare know. Scare people off. We don't want to scare people off because there's a lot of work involved. This is one of those things where if you do it the way we're going to talk about today, it's a lot of work. And Right. So so if you're not ready for traffic yet, just think of this as uh, a confidence builder that, that you will be learning certain skills. You'll know certain tactics to be able to generate traffic for yourself. Tim, that is wildly insightful. Sometimes that happens with me. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Well, the other thing that we wanted to say is that we have kind of a lengthy list here of different ways to build traffic. And it's not such a, it's not an enormously long list, but I think in, what I mean by lengthy is I think it would actually take quite a bit of time to be able to do a good job of covering all this. So there is a chance that we may not be able to get through all of this in one recording. We might have to have a, like a part two or something like that. Well, we're also intending to split it between unpaid sources of traffic and paid sources of traffic. Okay, so, and the distinction is? Uh, one takes time, and the other one takes money. Okay, so the idea is that okay, it, it, we're going to talk about unpaid sources of traffic, meaning that you're not going to have to spend money necessarily to be able to get this traffic that, from the efforts that we're going to talk about today. But it can be a real time saver if you do have money that you can budget towards getting traffic. Yes. I, and this is not something, by the way, that I know this, this idea of paid traffic is not something I have any expertise in at all. I've done a little bit of that. I've tested and experimented a few things. But the vast majority of my traffic has come from the unpaid methods that we're going to talk about today. In fact, I think pretty much everything we talk about today is either something I've personally done and had success with on my own site, or I've done it on one of the other sites that I've created and produced, such as paper clipping. So anyway, should we jump into this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what should we call this? Like item number one. <laughs> <laughs> that is clever marketing. I know. I'm so good. I, you know, people should hire me to work in their marketing yeah, department. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll write headlines for people. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> item number one is, and by the way, this item I think is the pinnacle most important thing to have an understanding of and that is that if you want good traffic a great way to get it is to create something that's very valuable 
and just keep creating content that's worth something for a long period of time. And I want to emphasize long period of time. And how long is that? I don't know. It totally depends on what your experience is going to be. I I think anybody can tell you exactly how long it's going to take to get the traffic that you want. I would be a little skeptical about that. But I will tell you that my experience and what I've heard other people's experiences are is that you have to keep, keep at it. It's one of those things you have to keep at for a long time. So don't think it's going to be like an overnight thing. Right. I would, I, would, I would say that you can get some short-term results by creating great content with a few other tactics that we're probably going to cover here in a little bit. But the, the, main, the main thing that great content, uh, well, the big, the, when, it, when it actually has a big impact is after a certain amount of time because people begin to trust you. They, they, they know you're not just going to be a fly-by-night, you're not disappearing, and they're going to be, feel more comfortable sharing uh, you to other people because, well, you've been a big part of their lives for a while. And not only do they trust you more because you've been doing it for a while, but also places like Google trust you more. You start showing up in search results better because you've been at it longer than yeah. somebody else. And I, I don't know if everybody necessarily knows that, but if your site's been up for a long time, you have a little bit of an advantage when it comes to the Google, uh, what is it, the algorithm or whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about what great content is here for a second. You know, because it, it, it's one thing to say, create great content. And it's another thing to actually do that and to define what great content is. And I, I don't know exactly a perfect definition of this, but I will say that if you have a niche that you are marketing to or that you're trying to get in touch with or build a community around, if you, if you have an idea of what that niche is, then what you do is you picture who the potential customer is. So that's like next step. And then from there, you say, okay, my potential customer, what can I create that's valuable to them? What problems will I be able to solve? What questions can I answer? You know, that sort of thing. And then you start creating content that's all around that. Yes. That is what great content is. Uh, I, would, I would then go into some of the actual basics like you cannot have i'm i'm horrible at grammar and, and you you all can probably know that from just listening to me <laughs> but i also write exactly the way i talk except for the ums and the ahs i actually edit those out when i'm writing uh, but you have to have a relatively decent amount of skill at whatever it is you're doing so if you're writing well you can't have a ton of spelling mistakes in it. You can't have really bad grammar to where sentences don't even make sense because that is not great content because you uh, great content has to get your message across clearly. Okay, so it's a couple tips for creating good content or great content is, is uh, you know, obviously check for the grammar and that sort of thing. But also, I would spend some time learning about things like copywriting. I mean, there's websites that I read. Even though I'm not necessarily a writer per se, I consider writing to be a big part of what I do because I'm either writing scripts for tutorials or I'm writing articles or whatever. I'm more of a video shooter, and that's probably my expertise, but I do read websites like Copyblogger and Lateral Action and... Uh, I know you probably have a couple of your own favorites, Tim. That are, are there some that you read that, other than those two that I mentioned, or are those the only two that you for for, <laughs> for copywriting? Yeah, for for ways to create like tips on creating great content because I noticed that these folks do that like crazy. Well, uh, my I spend more time with learning uh, sales copy, okay, and not so much on copy related to creating content because. If you're if you're spending time learning how to sell something through copy, you can make great content. Got it. Uh, so uh, guys like uh, John Carlton, 
Carlton. He's a brilliant, a brilliant copywriter. Anything he says is is just awesome. And then there's a, a guy, Michelle Fortin, uh, a Canadian. Uh, I think a lot of people call him Michael Fortin, but uh, it's his name's actually uh, Michelle uh, Fortin. So um, those are two people that are really good at talking about sales copy. A copy blogger had started off kind of that way too, where they, they spent more time talking about uh, uh, having, having sales-related uh, copy. And then, then it just expanded to, well, all kinds of content. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that they got such a general big audience that it made sense for them to do that, you know? Right. Just a, okay, well, okay, so great content. Now, um, going back to this idea, okay, we can do a whole show about how to create great content. But the idea is, just to summarize, find out what your customer wants or your potential customer, what their issues are, what their problems are, whatever, what their questions are, answer those. Answer them in text if you want. You can write articles or blog posts. If you want, you can do video, you can do audio. Uh, obviously, when I created Izzy Video, I was trying to create video content that would I was trying to create great video content that would answer people's video questions, like things like, you know, how do I compose a good shot or how do I capture good audio, you know, things like that. So the idea is create great content and then do it over a long period of time. And this is the fundamental way to get a lot of traffic. Okay, but but you can do all of this stuff and then nobody even knows about you or knows you exist unless you do some of these other things too. So I think we should probably move on to number two now, Tim. All right. Okay, this is item number two. <laughs> because after, I don't have... after that whole discussion about copywriting. <laughs> oh, the irony. Okay, well, okay. Everybody who's heard this show previously knows that I have a Final Cut Express course that I created on my website and I gave it away for free. And this has been... This has been a huge source of traffic for me. And so let's go back to that again. I, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but if it's the first time you've ever heard the show, a great strategy is to create something that's potentially worth a lot of money and just give it away for free. And that'll drive a lot of content or a lot of uh, traffic to your site. And I, uh, so to define like what's worth a lot of money, a training is worth money. Uh, a an article not so much right uh, so uh, so a blog post is not going to be worth a ton of money people would not in in general would not be willing to pay for a blog post but they would be willing to pay money for some form of course where you're teaching them how to solve a specific problem yeah or or a number of different in fact in fact, the more problems it solves, probably, the more viral it would become or the more likely it would be that people would spread it around and share it with other people. So that's a huge source of traffic. I can't, I, honestly, I just can't even emphasize that enough of what kind of an impact that's made on my business. It, there's, a, there's a point in time where my site was getting a certain amount of traffic, and then I created this course and gave it away for free. And ever since then, I've gotten a lot more traffic than what I had previously. It's a big difference. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't mention the person because uh, it's probably not something that's all that valuable now, but there was this person who wrote a, uh, ebook on how to do WordPress, how to set up WordPress and everything like that. And she just gave it away for free. And this and, is like years ago, Yeah, right? years ago when WordPress was uh, just getting, uh, getting past being a, uh, uh, like a tiny blogging platform. And so she wrote this and, and it just spread like wildfire all over the, all over the globe. 
and and it did uh, it ended up she had affiliate links inside of it and ended up making quite a bit of money per month off of people clicking on those links inside of it because she trains them very well inside this ebook on how to do what she's talking about and then they had uh, the the fee uh, the affiliate links and then she was able to make a little bit of money which isn't even a strategy you necessarily have to take because sometimes people will see those affiliate links and automatically discount what it is that you're uh, they're reading Seth Godin I think used this model very in a very similar way early on uh, there was a time where I think Seth Godin was not the number one most read business blog in the world. Uh, his website is now, I think, still the most most uh, well-read business blog. But, but I remember many, many years ago, when I found out about Seth Godin, it's because people were talking about his books that he was writing. And what he would do is he'd write like full-on books, legit, 100% legit books, and then he would make them a PDF, and then just allow people to spread them around the web for free. They, would, they could email them to each other. They could post it on their website or link back to it or, or, or stuff like this. So, so what happened is his books would spread around, and they'd become well-read, and people were talking about them. They were blogging about them. You know, they were sharing their thoughts. They were debating him with, about issues that he'd write in them. Most, most everything I read wasn't really debating with him. It was mostly like agreeing with him and sharing experiences that would illustrate the things he talked about. But the whole point of this is, he would give these books away. They'd become basically like very popular. And then he would go to a book publisher and say, hey, this book's already been downloaded and read 100,000 times. I'm pulling this number out of my head. I have no idea how many times. But, but uh, it was, it's already been well-read. There's a huge place in the market for it, obviously, because it's been downloaded and read so many times. And look at all these people that are talking about it. Would you like to publish it? And then they publish it, and it becomes a bestseller in the business section of your bookstore. So this whole idea of giving stuff away for free to help it spread... That's a great tactic or a great strategy. I, I, I always get mixed up. What's a tactic and a strategy? I don't know. I'm not using that word right. I don't well, think. a tactic is a specific thing that you're doing. As, uh, as part of your overall big strategy? Right, right. So uh, we're talking about different uh, traffic tactics. So, But how you use these different tactics for your business, that would be your strategy. Cool. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else that we should say about this item number two? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to this next one then. Um, let's talk about consistent new content. We'll say this is item number three. Okay. Even though I know you're looking at the list and you see that I skipped one, we'll come back to that okay. here in a second. Right. But I think this item number three really goes with what we've been talking about so far. So item three is, is to consistently add new content and to deliver new content. What are some of the advantages of this one here, Tim? I feel like I'm talking too much. Back to you. Back to you, Tim. <laughs> back to me. Back to me. <laughs> uh, well, having consistent content goes back to uh, getting people to trust you, uh, that, you're not, that you're not going to disappear. And, and a lot of people will, you know, everybody talks about the downfall of newspapers, but people still like to get particular content on a regular basis. Uh, they like to develop a habit around it. So with our show, we, we've decided to do, uh, as of right now, we'll, we're, we're going to be testing and everything in the future, but we're doing a Monday and Thursday release of, the, of these shows. So people will eventually get it in their head that on Monday, there's going to be a new show. And then on Thursday, there's going to be a new show. And, and they can look forward to that coming out. 
uh, assuming we we uh, assuming we actually do that right, and people actually like what we're putting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a big assumption there, Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully, they like it because uh, then they will be looking forward. Well, we to know it. some people like it. We've heard that some people like it. Let's hope they yeah, continue to like it. But your mom doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Are you bringing my mom into this, Tim? <laughs> I was going to say my mom, but she, she she's never even on a computer. So I'm assuming yours probably does get on yeah. one once in a while. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't commented yet, but I'm sure she's listening. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Another advantage of consistently putting out content is that it helps you in the search engine rankings. I have to say, I mean, if you put out, like, if, you ha- if you're running a blog and you put out a new blog post eventually you do that for a little while and you have 50 blog posts then 100 blog posts and that's 200 it's i consider like a blog post if you picture your website as a business a blog post is another door like another entrance into your business into your store so the more doors you have the more likely it is that somebody's going to find one of those doors and come into your store Right, and I would expand on it, not just not just a blog entry or a new page that you add to your site. I would also say a, fa- a Facebook, having a Facebook page, yeah. ha- uh, using Twitter. Uh, each, each of those items is creating new content. Uh, it, just because Twitter's really short does not mean it's not content. So, so you need to have stuff that... Uh, you could be creating brand new content and with search engines in particular because they've added real-time search and they uh, and like most of the search engines have deals with Facebook now to be able to uh, uh, connect to uh, people's uh, posts that they, they can all that stuff can become searchable and and those are again more doors out there for people to walk through. And the consistent new content needs to be around the subject that your audience is interested in. And that, to me, that subject should not, you know, there's different debates on this, but my personal thinking is that it may not be the best use of your uh, store or your website to be posting like what you had for lunch or what you had for breakfast, you know, that kind of thing. So it needs to be, and try not to go scattered all over the place like if one day you're you're uh you know if 90 percent of your content is about uh japanese steak knives because we're back to that <laughs> god you know <laughs> as a so side note coming up as with... a side note we need to add a list of potential <laughs> business ideas that we can talk about so that we're not always referring to you might my, my course on bowling and japanese steak knives and cake decorating yes which are the three things that we seem to always talk about so where was I? I don't know. <laughs> this is just like the live stream. Yes. Live stream. Okay. I lost my tra- I lost yeah, track. Back to consistent. Oh, consistent content on a specific subject. Okay. So, for example, on my website, obviously, my content's been about video for a long period of time. Now, I have tackled different aspects of video. I have some, some of my episodes are about audio for video, and others are about, like, composition for video and editing video and, you know, different gear for video, that sort of stuff. And then Noelle's website, paperclipping.com, some of it's about, you know, scrapbooking using design principles and scrapbooking using certain materials. And we've even done a couple things where we review products or talk about products that she likes, you know. And so it's best if it centers on that same subject over a long period of time that'll really help you get traffic. And when I say a long time, I don't, 
I don't know how long it's going to be, but I don't think it has to be that long. Like, I think it's reasonable that somebody could achieve their, I mean, depending on what your traffic goals are, I think it's reasonable you could get some pretty decent traffic after maybe a year or two years, something like that. Well, I'm not, I, I would go to say that if you're actually building a business, there actually is no end. Oh, that's true. So, so if, but if you're doing a promotion, you're selling a product for a short amount of time, well, you only need to continue to create content and things like that until you're done with that product. And then after that, well, go off and try to be an opportunist on something else. But if you're building an actual business, it's never ending. Okay, I, I think we should go ahead and go back now, Tim, to the one that I just skipped okay. and go back to it. And that is that, that if you can somehow manage to get your content, we'll call this item number four. If you can somehow manage to get your content featured, uh, and if you're doing a show, like a video show or an audio show, a podcast or something like that, if you can get it featured in iTunes, for example, that will help drive more traffic. I mean, I, that's something I've personally benefited from in the past. Not right now. I don't think presently anything but our new shows have been featured. Foolish Adventure, I, incidentally, I should say, I did notice this last week was featured on the business site and is also featured under New and Noteworthy. Well, the idea is that if you can get featured, then people discover the, your stuff that way. You know, it's like the... It, it's a little bit better than making it into a top list, is getting featured with your stuff right up there. In the past, I should say that Izzy Video benefited from this for years. I don't know if there was somebody at Apple that really liked my stuff or whatever, but I think for a good two years solid, if you went under education and podcasts, Izzy Video was featured there as a show. I would I would have to say that with with Foolish Adventure, we, we did get uh, featured but we weren't prepared for it. We we did not plan for it. So, you know, that's just, just to let you know that we we have a a very simple uh, album art and and uh, not a not a big description of of the show on there. And and <laughs> that's that, true. So so people who even though we've gotten the benefit of being featured, uh, people just browsing through iTunes may not uh, may may not really get what we're doing because it's called foolish adventure. Well, um, if you're you don't really know what that means. So so the, uh, so what, what we're trying to say is uh, if you're if you want to use this tactic of of because you've got to make great content in iTunes, but be prepared to use the full promotional ca- capabilities of iTunes. And I it doesn't you know I say get featured in iTunes. Well, the funny thing is there's 80,000 shows that are in iTunes, and that's what I've heard anyway. Maybe it's more or less. I don't know. But that's what I've heard is 80,000. If there's that many, then how in the world can you get featured? Well, it turns out that it's actually not that hard to do. First, you have to get noticed. And a great way to get noticed is to have an email list where you can just tell everybody, hey, we just launched this new show. Go subscribe to it. And then what happens is the the good folks at Apple, I guess, uh, notice that there's this show that keeps popping up as being a new subscribe show a lot of new subscriptions today people are clicking on that subscribe button and then it drives it up like we made it into it was crazy we made it into the top 10 business podcasts on day one after 24 hours when we launched the show and we just didn't even we didn't even have that many people subscribe we had a thousand people subscribe to our newsletter probably 150 or 200 people subscribe to the rss feed through itunes so if that's the case if you can have if all you need is 200 people to subscribe in itunes in one day and now you make it into the top 10 list you know, the top 10 in a specific category. Well, if people are browsing in that category... Now, by the way, you don't stay there automatically. Like, we've slipped all the way down to, like... Pff, actually, I don't even know. 
I know we're in the top 100, but I don't know where we are. Um, but we're... <laughs> oh, yeah, my point is that you... It's not hard to get to get noticed in iTunes. If you create something that's decent and drive a lot of people to subscribe, and you're gonna, you'll get noticed. Good. Yeah. Okay. So getting featured is is very very helpful. We're at 24 minutes. Let's just do another one here. Okay. Let's talk about making it easy to subscribe. We'll call this item number five. Okay. So that you know what this is great because this will give us a good title. We can call it something like five ways. See? Yeah, see? see? Izzy, there I you go. really thought about this. Yeah, I totally thought about this. <laughs> Number five is to make your content easy to subscribe to. Okay, now, now this is sort of a weird way of thinking about it, but if you make it easy to subscribe to, then that helps you get more return traffic. And before the show, we were talking about like new traffic versus return traffic. Tim, you and I were talking about that. Oh, we were? Okay, yes. Yes, yes we were. Yes. <laughs> and this... This item, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, yes, Re- a return traffic is in the long run going to be significantly more important than new traffic. When you're just getting started, well, <laughs> all traffic is new traffic. But to be able to actually become a success, you're going to need to have uh, people coming back because uh, it's a lot of work to always be trying to get brand new people there. And if people aren't returning, then obviously your content isn't very good. And so that's a good indicator. And to do all this, by the way, to see all this stuff, you need to install analytics, which is probably another episode, but get some analytics software on your website so you can see what percentage is new traffic, what percentage is returning traffic, that sort of thing. Well, and by the way, do you see how all this is related? So if you're, you know, if you're making it, uh, the idea is that if you want return traffic, well, in order to get that, you have to create great content and then you have to do it over a long period of time and release it regularly and all that stuff. So it's all intermingled together. All these things work together to create a complete whole. <laughs> all right. I should leave the, this, the, the <laughs> philosophical stuff to Tim, actually. <laughs> Tim, I should leave that to you because I'm an amateur when it comes to the philosophical stuff. Um, but okay, so how do you make it easy to subscribe to? Well, a, g- a lot of people use Google Reader to subscribe to RSS feeds. If you're listening to this and you don't use Google Reader, that's a big tip. I would highly recommend you do this because there are sites that you're going to want to subscribe to and you'll want to make sure that you're always notified when new content's released on those sites so you don't have to remember to go back and visit all those sites over and over again. So if you have like, let's say you have 50 different websites that you're monitoring, well, an RSS feed, you bring that into Google Reader, and now you can subscribe to all of them. It's almost like an email inbox for web posts. Yeah, I, I would go for, with the tactic that RSS is dead. Uh, it never really was alive. It uh, never took off, you're right. Right, it, uh, because it's, it, it was adopted by the tech world, and then bloggers jumped all over it like, hey, this will be great because RSS feeds are completely in the control of of the uh, the user, right? They they subscribe to it and they can go away at any time. And they thought, hey, that that would be such a benefit to people that they would do it. Well, most people never got around the trickiness of pushing a button in a in a reader, yeah, <laughs> to be able to subscribe. Yeah. So, but they're they're. But I'm not saying don't do it. You you actually you do this in addition to other things. Yes, yes, yes. You need to do. You need to have an RSS feed and and make use of it. But it's it's not going to be the greatest form. And do we want to go on to the ne- the because uh, we've got one more topic uh, related to return traffic and making it easy to subscribe. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. 
Uh, so the other one, uh, which uh, what, what are we at? Number six. Yeah, number All six. Right. So right. I have to retitle the show now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, which is is your email list? Uh, you want it easy for people to subscribe to your email list, and th- and uh, the reason being. Your RSS is a way to be able to push out notifications of new content. Your email list is a way of uh, doing the same thing, but also being able to extend a real conversation because people can respond to email also. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because you say RSS is dead, and it is, but I still I still use it all the time. We use RSS to deliver video, audio, text. We use it for everything. But there's nothing like that email list. The email list continues to grow. It just gets bigger and bigger. And even when people unsubscribe, it continues to get bigger. And so the RSS feed uh, it can fluctuate. It'll, it can go up and down as people, like one person may decide, you know what, my, my RSS reader is just, it's overwhelmed and I'm going to start, I'm going to just unsubscribe from a bunch of stuff. I've noticed personally that I have a lot uh, a lot better of like an interaction with folks via email than I do through RSS, which goes to your point. Right. And, and, th- and there's so much power with an email list. Uh, a while back people said, Oh, you know, the email is dead. Uh, uh, because people, RSS came around. Well, and, and, and that uh, spam was killing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people just did not want to use their email boxes anymore. So there, all these people were trying to find new ways of uh, marketing to people, getting their message uh, into people's computers, uh, and and email was dying off, or or so everybody claimed. But it is still one of the most powerful ways to communicate with people. I can put out, I can post a a, a new entry, a new video on my website, and then I can send an email out to however many people I have on my email list, which is uh, you know several thousand people, and I can immediately drive a ton of return traffic to my site just instantly, just like same day. Over, the, over a 24-hour period, I would have a big spike in traffic because all those people are coming back to come and take, not all of them, of course, but a lot of people are coming back to take a look at this new content that I just delivered. Whereas it, it's totally different for email. Like for me personally, the way I use my email is I have... I don't know, maybe 10 or 15 different folks that I receive daily emails from that are websites that are like the cream of the crop for me. You know, they're the ones that I really want to make sure that I don't miss any information, even though I still sometimes miss it because I don't ever open the email. But <laughs> but, but uh, it, that's what I have. But in my RSS reader, I probably have a couple hundred different websites. And, you know, there's thousands of entries that I haven't read yet. And so it's not, it's not if, you know, if somebody wants to deliver content to me through the RSS feed for me is not the best way to get information to me. It's through my email. And that's, uh, that's the way it is for a lot of people these days. So having that email list... And we've talked about it before, create something of value so that when somebody opt, they have to put in their email address to get it and you can start building a list that way. Well, uh, one uh, for, new, uh, for new traffic related to your uh, email list is you can actually ask people in the email to forward it to other people. Uh, not exactly an easy thing to do uh, with an RSS. It, though like in Google Reader, you can share uh, your what you're actually reading, but how often do people connect to that and go, Oh, Hey, my, my friend is reading uh, Seth, uh, Seth Godin's blog. So I'll, I'll subscribe too. I, I honestly have no idea. I don't even know what kind of stats there are, but I would guess that it's really low. Yeah, I would too. So with email though, you can easily say, 
you know, hey, could you forward this? And with an HTML email, you can actually have those uh, uh, refer a friend uh, scripts embedded into into an email so that it makes it easy for them to refer to other people. And that way you can get new traffic. That's a great idea. Yeah. Feel free to forward this along. Right? Yes. That's the idea. Feel, yep. Know somebody. I, I've said that a lot. You know, know somebody with the interest in video too. Feel free to forward this on to them. You know, that kind of thing. And, or, or how to get uh, started an online business. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, please, uh, as, <laughs> as an audience member, please help us spread the word. We are trying. Obviously, we're in the, we're in the growth stage of this show and this, uh, this resource right now. We're trying to grow it like crazy. And so anything you can do to help us, that's awesome. Appreciate it very much. And tell us about it. We'd love to hear about anything you do to help us. So Yes, and we will thank you publicly. Well, thank you. Yeah. We will bow down to you. <laughs> All right. Let's not, okay, so we're really pandering. Set, we're pandering now. Let's not set unreasonable expectations, Tim. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here's the thing, Tim. I'm looking at the time. We've been going for about 30, a little over 30 minutes now, and I think we should cut this this part short, this uh, audio recording short, and save all the rest of this for the next one. Yeah, part two, where we go into the... Several other things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> items, <laughs> items, uh, eight through whatever, <laughs> and seven through whatever. Well, the reality is, is that there, you know, people ask, how can we drive traffic? And I mean, we limited ourselves. Okay, let's just, let's just use ways that don't cost any money at all. And we're able to come up with lots of ideas in just a few minutes, just based on our own experience. And we know we're not covering everything. I can't wait to read the comments on this, on these posts to see what people suggest for additional ways. Uh, and then we'll probably create other stuff in the future also that talks about additional ways. But getting traffic is a grueling thing, but it can be a lot of fun. I mean, okay, so it's grueling and fun. It's fun to see the interaction increase over time, to see the comments coming in. You know that once you start getting comments and, and, uh, and people start saying, hey, I forward this on to somebody else, I mean, it's rewarding. Uh, and that's another reason to do, so, uh, as we mentioned in, in our other podcasts, uh, in the other shows, is that you, re- you should actually enjoy whatever it is that you're doing because a lot of these uh, tactics that require your time, you, you should at least enjoy that time. If you have a passion for the topic, you're, it's not going to be a lot of work to go out and create the content and, and interact with other, other people, uh, having conversations on that topic. You're going to want to do that anyways. Maybe what we should do for our new sign-off is enjoy your foolish adventure. Awesome. I like that because, yeah. you know, enjoy the foolish adventure. I, I like enjoy your, your foolish, foolish adventure. I like that better too. Yeah, you're right. I hope uh, as a listener, you're enjoying listening to us brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. Let's go ahead and stop this show. We have part two coming up shortly, and then you'll, we'll give you more tips on how to build traffic without spending any money. But that's it for now. Enjoy your foolish adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695. 